Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks. Well, hi there. This is Dr. Geneva, and welcome once again. You know, we're taking a look into the heads and hearts of leaders and the greater purpose they inspire in others. We're going to learn proven strategies that help you get your great leadership on. I'm just so delighted you're with us. You know, we've just been having some terrific conversation with uh, and exploring the thinking of today's CEOs of corporations. We've talked to presidents of nonprofits and, and really chief of everything, entrepreneurs who are leading their market, their organization, they're making impact in the community. And, and so we hope we'll continue to ignite your soul and hope you look at life and leadership through an entirely different prism and discover the obstacles, the ups and downs, the challenges, the successes that leaders have faced. And, and you'll hear from the personal stories behind each of these successful women and men and learn about what makes them tick and hear what breaks their heart and what they're doing about it. And, you know, as I always say, leadership today is tough and sometimes it can feel lonely, uh, but we've, we're here to uh, inspire you and help you learn some proven strategies that can help you get your leadership on. It's a secret, a top secret on how to radically grow and lead your business. Well, the secret is now out. The boss moves are now with us, and we're going to learn them with our guest, Becky Davis. Often called the entrepreneur's secret growth weapon, Becky A. Davis is a small business expert speaker, and leader on a mission to help women entrepreneurs start, build, and grow profitable business. Isn't that fantastic? She's referred to often as chief bosspreneur for her ability to help women think bigger, go harder, and to live better lives by helping them just jumpstart their business to the next level. After 20 years in corporate America as an executive, Becky started MVP Work, a firm that helps women entrepreneurs jumpstart their small businesses, and she became national spokesperson for the Coca-Cola Company's Women's Small Business Initiative, which is focused on helping 5 million women entrepreneurs by 2020. She's been featured in Essence, Forbes, Black Enterprise, ABC, Fox, TV One. She's a best-selling author. She hosts workshops, webinars, mastermind groups, private coaching to women entrepreneurs all over the world. And she's here today to share top secrets with us on how to grow and lead in our business. Welcome, Becky. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. 
We are delighted to, to have you. And, and I, I have mm-hmm. to share with our listening, uh, I have to share with our listening audience that um, I, I went to, I visited your website, and it is just phenomenal. I, I, you know, it's the kind of website that you go, you don't want to just stop at the front page that you see at the home page. You wanna you wanna click on all the tabs and that's just what I did. So so tell our listening audience uh, something about you and some of the things that I had the privilege of seeing on your website. Well thank you uh so much. I'm I'm really glad to be here to be able to share. But what really started me on this this adventure, which is what I call it, this this journey as an entrepreneur and then as an entrepreneur focused on helping other women entrepreneurs to grow and catapult their business was coming from my corporate um, background and, and working in retail, managing stores for 20 years. And we had poor performing stores, and uh, in managing those stores, I was always dispatched to go out and kind of figure out how to get those stores turned around, and that's really where I learned that I had a skill set of um, turning around poor performing locations to get them either making money, breaking even, or um, increasing or doubling their profits. And uh, mm-hmm. that was really where the skill set came from. But um, I had said I was going to leave and start my own business and, and um, you know, help other other people, but I was really – I was scared to. And so I kept saying every year I'm going to leave. And it was, so it was three years into saying I'm, I'm going to launch my own business, but really was fearful because I didn't want to leave the security of the check and uh-huh. I didn't know when a check was going to come in as an entrepreneur. So I, I was preparing for it and doing the things that I needed to do. Hire, I hired a coach. I worked with um, other um, other coaches to help build my business. I did some training, went to seminars, all trying to, you know, do what I need to do to launch my business. But and with it all said and done, I was really scared to actually take the leap. And it wasn't until um, I had a surgery. That was a, a normal procedure that, um, a normal abdominal procedure that most women have. And after having that procedure, six days later, I was rushed back to the emergency room and almost died because the doctor had uh, left an, an uh, organ, an, inter- an uh, internal organ open. And I was oh my goodness. six days. Exactly. And I just remember the nurse saying, let's hurry up and get her to surgery or we're going to lose her. And then you go out with anesthesia. That's That's something to go out hearing as the last words. But it was when I got up in the recovery room, when I opened my eyes and realized that I was still here on this earth, I was like, you have to stop wasting time. Tomorrow is not promised. You have to live now, Becky. You're not promised to do this. So um, from that, I went back to work, and two months later, I gave my notice, and I took um, took the leap. Mm. Um, I knew I had the skill set, mm-hmm. but fear was just stopping me. I was just scared to do it, but in that moment, it was it was no longer about fear because all I could think about is I, I could have been gone and I would have never been able to live out my dream, work at my purpose. And um, so from that moment, I began the, the journey, and it has been the best decision I've ever made um, to be able to help women accelerate and develop their businesses. I love it. Well, you know, Becky, um, typically I'll ask my, my guests 
um, you know, what was your aha moment that kind of put you on your path? But clearly, that that seems that was your <laughs> aha moment, uh, you know, it. facing that um, life-threatening situation. So what what did you find? What was the first thing that you did? So that helped you get over your fear come out mm-hmm. of the safe environment of, that you were in, go out on your own. What was the, so what was the first thing that you did? I began, so I, I left, I started working for myself August 1st. August 1st mm-hmm. of 2012, I was working for myself. And on that day, I had been, like I said, I've been doing the, the work and the research, you know, for the last three years, but um, I knew I needed to be able to make sure what I was offering um, people was going to be something of substance. So from August till December, I wrote my training programs. I created uh, uh-huh. uh, products that I was going to be offering to clients because my goal was to officially launch my business January 1st of 2013. And in that time, mm-hmm. I wrote three books um, during from August mm. to December. I wrote out my training program. I wrote out my leadership um, uh, system, which just having to sit and think of what did I do in corporate America that was successful? What did I do consistently? And kind of coming up with my five-step system that helped me to elevate throughout the company. So the mm-hmm. first thing I did was build a foundation so that when I launched my business, I had something that uh, of substance to offer to clients. Okay. And during that time, once I created it, I did a test pilot. I brought in uh, groups to do full training sessions for them to give me feedback of what worked, what didn't work, what you like, what do I need to change. And so I did that two or three times, and uh, it helped me to um, it helped me to first of all know that I had a good product because every test group that I did loved the training. Um, but they gave okay. me feedback on what really resonated, what um, what they would want to know more of, and then I used that to uh, make the the, uh, the training better, and then I launched it. I was ready to go. You know, Becky, you, you gave us so – there were so many tips and strategies in that, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. what were your first steps? Because I heard a couple of things. I heard that um, – while you were still on the job, you were doing research mm-hmm. and getting your stuff yes. together. I heard that. And then mm-hmm. I also heard uh, about how you tested. So so you did a lot of, uh, it seems, market research while you were on the job, and then afterwards you tested your, your products, your services. What, 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 are, what, are, what are some of the lessons in that? What did you learn by by doing that kind of work? And would you advise others to take those kinds of steps? Oh, definitely. Every client that I have, um, I'm always saying, how do you know that your product is what people are wanting? Have you tested? Have you done a prototype? Um, have, Have people experienced the product? Have people experienced the service? Because if it's just good to you, you could be totally off base mm-hmm. uh, compared okay. to what the market is needing. And that really came from my corporate background, um, mm-hmm. being in, okay. um, 
in corporate America and working in retail before we ever released a new product. Which every year there was some new product that we were releasing, and my market tended to be one of the test markets. So whatever the product was, my market would test it on the customers in a small demographics, and we would get customer feedback. We would get the associate and employee feedback, what worked, what didn't work. And that te- taught me how to go back to the leadership team and say, okay, we can't launch this right now because this doesn't work or this, um, I know this is supposed to go through a system this way, but that's not what's happening. And so from that experience, coming into my own business, it was second nature to me to test it. What I realized as an entrepreneur that it's not second nature for a lot of entrepreneurs. They'll just launch Mm -hmm. a product or a service Mm -hmm. and it hasn't been tested. Mm -hmm. I only knew to do Mm -hmm. it because my industry would never put anything out to uh, the public without making sure that it had run through some tests and we fixed the glitches before Mm -hmm. we went out. And so that's why that was so critical for me. Ah, I teach clients, you need to test this just because you think Mm -hmm. it's great and you've had a couple people, (laughs) but test it on your target market and make sure they Mm -hmm. say that it's great. That gives you a confidence level when you do that. Mm -hmm. Ah, So so not only do you find out what the customers think about your product or service, but then it also helps build the confidence and you, you feel better because you know what people are thinking about what it is that you're doing. Exactly. That's really great. I was Mm -hmm. kind of second guessing myself, which most entrepreneurs do when they're launching a new product or service. You're always wondering, is this good enough? Is this good enough? And so I was asking myself the exact same question. Is this good enough? Well, Becky, it makes sense to you, but maybe it's basic to someone else. Maybe it's not deep enough. Maybe you don't have mm-hmm. a new concept. So all of those things are going on in my head. And, and so I was like, well, you know, when I do the test market, I'll know. And on the You'll test know. market, mm-hmm. I chose people who were leaders, people who um, uh, that were responsible for employees. They had um, led people, and so it was all people they could use in their in their business. And the feedback, one of the the, um, the guys, he had been in management for 30 years, and one of the things he said, he said, well, you know, when she invited me to come to it, I was like, okay, but I've been in leadership for 30 years. I've read all the books. I've been to all the conferences. I was going to go and just be able to, to possibly provide some feedback. And he said, uh-huh. to my surprise, she had a different strategy on leadership that I had never heard. And that mm. just increased my confidence right away. Right. And he actually and what started. Was that different, um, and what was that different strategy on leadership that he heard? What I talk about um, principles of uh, the leadership, the model that I came up with was what I did with my uh, with my team, but didn't realize it was a success um, strategy. And so in putting it together, I always engage the heart, um, and that is making sure mm-hmm. that there was a connection with um, the, the my team, that I was mm-hmm. focused on, um, you know, what they thought, what they did, what they brought to the table, that I engaged their heart. I made work not just about mm. our results, which our numbers was everything, but it was the way I get to the results is to take care of you. And so oh. I always focused on how do I engage the heart of uh, of my team and then uh, mm-hmm. the vision. 
I always had a vision for the team and and aligned the team around the vision. This is what we are going to be once we get everything where we need it to be. This is where we're going. And then to enlist them in that vision. Because one of the things I learned from Dr. King um, is that anytime you get someone um, engaged in a cause, a belief, or a movement that they believe in, they want to be a part of, they agree with, they'll do everything to follow the vision forward. And so that was my focus. So I um, inspired a vision and then invent the winning team. Uh, with inventing the winning team, some people get to play on the team, and if you don't play on the team well, you can't stay on the team. And so mm-hmm. I had so many managers that I would train and develop, and they would have poor-performing employees, and I would ask the manager, okay, this person has been here this long doing the same thing and not moving forward. They're still here under your watch. So what that tells me is you're willing to take the bullet for that employee because I'm going to hold you responsible, even though you don't hold them responsible. And then they would think, I need to get this person um, up to up to speed or it's going to be on me. And so for me, it's about making sure the players on the team are the right players on the team. They're supposed to be on the mm-hmm. team, and they're playing on the team in their role well. So that was the third one. And the fourth one was to instill collaboration. Um, One of the things I learned the hard way is when I first became a leader, I was trying to do everything, and I was doing everybody's um, job. I was jumping in when they fell short. I would jump in and help, and it wasn't until I was drained and tired and about to go crazy when I realized, wait a minute, Becky, you have one job. They have a job. Your responsibility as the general leader, the general manager, is to manage what they do. And so I stopped doing that and made sure they did their job and then required them to partner and come up with the solutions, come up with the uh, the, Mm -hmm. the innovative things and bring it to me. Bring your ideas Mm -hmm. to me. We would always implement. So focusing on instilling collaboration, I was amazed Mm -hmm. at some of the things that my team came up with as a solution to help our our territory to grow, but it was because before you call me and ask me, Becky, about a question, <laughs> what do you think, the first thing uh-huh. they knew I would ask them is, what peer did you call? And if they didn't call mm-hmm. a peer, it's like, okay, call your peer okay. and then get back with me All and right. tell me what you come up with. And then the fifth mm-hmm. one was invest okay. in development. Invest uh-huh. in development is all about stretching yourself and stretching your team. You cannot make your team better if you don't get better. So if mm-hmm. you're not learning more, you can't teach them more. So focusing on how do I continue to to grow and develop myself because then whatever I learn, I come back and I teach my team and I look like a hero to them. It's like, oh, my God, Becky knows this. Well, I had to go learn that so I could come back and teach that. And that was one of the things that he said when he was in the the test pilot class, he said that that what you're teaching, working those five principles together, you can't work one and not the other. You have to work all of those. When you start to get really strong at all of those, watch your results grow. And he was so excited about it. He had finished his MBA, and he was like, I didn't learn what you just taught. I didn't learn that in my MBA class. So he started partnering me with um, colleges, like you need to go through this training for leadership um, based on what she had. So that boosted my ego, my confidence that I mm-hmm. had something that was of value. And from that, I was like, okay, I'm, 
I can do this. I'm ready to go. You can do it. And then you just launched out and just magnificent. Well, if if you're just joining us, we, we have the delight, the pleasure of talking with Becky Davis, uh, Chief Boss Panur here on Dr. Geneva Speaks, Blog Talk Radio. And, and we're just learning. Um, Becky has just shared with us the uh, five leadership principles, strategies that inspire action and, and help uh, accelerate leadership skills in small business with small business leaders and entrepreneurs. And and so, you know, just the whole engaging the heart and having a vision and um, collaboration and investing in development and investing in the team and the winning team. So are all of these strategies, these principles, how do they relate to cracking the boss code? the top secrets. Are these the secrets? Um, Using them together, is that the secret? Tell us. Let us in on the secret. (laughs) Cracking the the ball. Yes. Yes. All of those, working those five principles will help elevate any anyone's leadership. Cracking the boss okay. code and, and being yes. a, a bosspreneur making boss moves is really about the extra step. Um, because ah. it's it, taking the extra step, whereas uh, your your coworker or another entrepreneur might not take the extra step, a boss move um, is really taking that um, that extra step, uh, being able to take an intentional course of action that's going to stretch you out of your comfort zone. That's what I believe a boss move is. It's, it's not just, oh, I did this. Well, it's something that you did that stretched you out of your comfort mm. zone, and you were intentional okay. about taking that step because it was going to stretch you and it was going to um, make you a little uncomfortable, but it was going to be something that was going to grow you. It's going to make you think a little bit bigger mm. than you thought before. It's mm-hmm. going to make you work okay. a little bit harder than you did okay. before. So when you're focused on, on making boss moves, you're strategic about the actions that you're going to take that's going to help okay. you. And it's not always comfortable, but it's still the right move. Right. Okay. So these are moves that are um, more strategic, more next level, and definitely out of the comfort zone. So, so share with us, share with us your favorite boss move or or move that you made that produced results that matter. Oh, that's a that's a really good question. I always define um, a, a bosspreneur uh, is different than an entrepreneur. An uh, entrepreneur, of course, okay. you know, is a, uh, an individual who starts a business or enterprise for profit to be able to make money. A bosspreneur can do the exact same thing. The only difference is a bosspreneur is a person who, when things get tough, they're not going to complain about it. They're going to figure out what's the solution and what's my next course of action. A bosspreneur is a person who, when um, they don't know what to do, they'll go find the help to figure out how to do it. A bosspreneur is a person who wants seeks knowledge so they can continue to learn and grow and be better to be able to serve um, people at a whole nother level. So a bosspreneur is a person that does just a little bit more. They're focused on the way they think. Um, I always say a bosspreneur is not just a business owner and not just responsible for uh, their business. They're responsible for their behavior, and they take ownership of their behavior. 
and okay. their, their um, thoughts. So to make a boss move as a bosspreneur, it's normally something that's going to uh, uh, be a little bit different. It's going to push you a little bit more. It's going to. It, it's really about taking the thoughts that we have. That's automatically the the negative thoughts, the self doubt thoughts that. Um, everyone gets and then just taking those thoughts and say, okay, no, that's not it. This is who I am or this is what I am going to do. And I'm not going to just um, sit and complain. My business is not growing and I tried everything. That's an entrepreneur because a bosspreneur says my business is not growing. So I'm doing something wrong. Let me figure out what. Let me find someone who can assess or who can look at my business or let me take a different step or maybe my strategy is wrong, but they look at the the business by looking at themselves to figure out what I need to do and not just, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. a, a a bosspreneur is going to figure it out. Okay. Whether it's in business or in a nonprofit or personal life or career is, is, is so it really doesn't matter from what I'm hearing. Exactly. Uh, okay, a, a, a bosspreneur is someone who makes those uh, strategic moves, um, whether in business or whatever. But there, it's about exactly. the moves you make, the thinking that you have. Is is that what you're saying? That's exactly it. Because you can be a bosspreneur working in corporate America. You could be focused on your business in corporate America, but you are still focused on how do you get it to the the next level. And it it was a success practice that I discovered working um, in corporate America. And I discovered it because um, you know I always had a plan of where I need, what my next move needed to be, what was the next position that I needed to be, and I always had a time frame. And I would always mm-hmm. notify my bosses of, okay, so based on where I am right now, this is where I want to be. And to get there, what do you need to see from me? What is it that I'm missing right now that I'm not doing? And how okay. could I change that behavior? Once they told me, it was like, that's all I need to know. And so my, my goal was this <laughs> to start creating the picture that they needed to see. Because once you see it, you can't say, I'm not ready for the next picture because you told me what you needed. Right. Well, is that how you came up with the the name boss? Is it that you (laughs) went to your boss or supervisors, et cetera, and you learned from them? Exactly. Is that? That's exactly. Ah, That was was going to figure out. Because they could tell me what, they wanted to see, and uh, what I realized, a lot of my coworkers were not asking those questions, but I had a goal, and I, I, knew what I was trying to to get, okay. and I realized so, that was, so you were, I discovered. I Go ahead. So you were going to the leaders. You were going yes. to leaders and trying to figure out their moves and mm-hmm. what made them successful as as leaders. So. So Becky, you yourself now are are this leader, and you know you've got phenomenal things uh, going on. And if people go to your website, the content there is is just extraordinary. So so tell us, what is it you? What's the difference you want to make in this world? What kind of legacy do you want to leave for female entrepreneurs and business women, and and, and the women that you come in contact with? You know, I want to be able um, to, in my lifetime, to be able to to touch a million women business owners 
to help them elevate mm. their business, whether that's through oh, wow. coaching, whether that's through workshops, mm-hmm. whether that's through mm-hmm. video training. But I want to be able to help elevate um, elevate those businesses, which in turn elevates our economy because the mm-hmm. economy is based on not large corporations but small businesses. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. small businesses struggle, guess what? The economy starts that's to right. have um, issues. So. If I could be able to give that to the world by helping the U.S. economy and then helping women all over the world, because for me Mm. it's about women all over the world that I can help um, plant a seed um, that help you look at your business, think about your business a little bit different, take a different action or come up with a different strategy to help you grow your business, then my life's work is done because my strength and my expertise is being able to train and coach people on what they don't see in their business. That's mm, phenomenal. Life. What a legacy. Yes. Yes. What, how yes. wonderful. And and again you can see you can see all that come to life on your on your website. So Give us your website so that people can connect with you as we're winding down. I want to make sure people connect with you. Give us your website. My website is BeckyADavis.com. Make sure you put my middle initial mm-hmm. in there, BeckyADavis.com. Okay. And on any of my social sites, I'm the Bosspreneur. So if you put in Bosspreneur on any social site, I will pop up. All right. Well, Becky Davis, Bosspreneur, Chief. Boss Panor, thank you so much in letting us, you know, and and being with us and unlocking some of the secrets to those boss moves. And again, our listening audience, go to her website. You will not regret it. It's a it's a boss move that you make if you go to her website because there's <laughs> such phenomenal content. Becky, thank you so much for being with us uh, today, you. sharing your strategies for practice. Thanks for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks. Dr. Geneva Williams, an expert facilitator and leadership coach, lecturer, and keynote speaker. For more information on Dr. Geneva, visit her online at www.drgenevaspeaks.com. That's drgenevaspeaks.com.